Welcome to the Women's Circle Podcast. I'm Leela Strong, garden witch, modern day priestess, community creator, and steward of the long lost art of connection. May you leave this episode feeling resourced, reflective, and ready to make magic. Each episode, we will explore a topic for reflection that can be taken to the group setting of Women's Circle and Community Circle or be explored solo. Women's Circle Podcast is a trans-inclusive, LGBTQIA intersectional space that celebrates and honors the path of all women who find this work. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome, friends, to the very first episode of the Women's Circle podcast. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me. I really appreciate the listens and the support that I've received from everybody. This is a project that has been a long time brewing, and I'm feeling so grateful for the opportunity to be putting this work out into the world. My name is Leela, and today I'll be sharing a little bit more about myself and about what Women's Circle is and who it's for. So thank you again for joining me. Let's dive in. This podcast has a couple of different purposes. One of them is to give resources to people out in the world who really want to start their own community circles or women's circles, and I'll talk a little bit more later on about the difference between those two. So I want to put out information, answer questions, and provide resources for creating circles in your community so that you can go through this process and feel really deeply supported. Like there's someone there for you that has experience and can support you in some way. So that's one of the things this podcast is for. But if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm probably never going to be a facilitator, but I'm still interested in this. That's also amazing. I think this podcast is also for you if you simply want to listen to be inspired for your own self-reflection. I'll be sharing episodes every month on a topic that is really rich for reflection. And I'll also be including some activities that for the most part can be done solo. So if you are a solo practitioner or you're not in a place or time right now where you can gather with others or you don't want to, whatever the reason is, this podcast is still a resource for you. And then the third part of this is to explore broader topics. I'll hopefully be posting two episodes a month, one for the theme that I just spoke about, and then one that will be sort of a shifting topic, sometimes interviews with people in the community that are doing interesting work so I can highlight women in their professional and creative lives. Sometimes I'll be sharing about personal practices or rituals or maybe doing some research about circle adjacent topics that I find interesting and relevant to the work that I do. So that is a general overview of who I think this is for and what the purpose of this podcast actually is. And 
that, of course, may change and more will be revealed as this podcast continues. To begin, I'd like to share a little bit more about what Women's Circle actually is. So when you look up this podcast, hopefully you hit on this resource right from the start so there's no confusion. Women's Circle is, in this format, non-denominational. There's no particular spiritual practice or religion that we are working in the framework of, though a lot of spirituality does play a role in Women's Circle work. Instead, this is more so a place for women to gather in community, tell stories, connect with one another, and develop and deepen relationships with each other. This is done through reflection, journaling, singing, sharing, and other types of activity, art, movement. It can really take a lot of forms. Women's Circle is also a remedy for the big wound of separation that we have in society today. It is so easy to fall out of community or to never have really found community in the first place and to really be longing for it. And Women's Circle offers a space where we can engage in community and commit to it and have it be a continuing practice and ritual in our lives by gathering. For me, I gather with my group at least once a month, sometimes slightly more often depending on what's going on. And it really serves as a through line to keep us connected with each other's lives. That's a very general overview of what Women's Circle can be, but depending on the circle, the group that's involved, it can look like a lot of different things. But at its core, it's a place for support, it is a place to connect, and it's a place to feel like you're at home, really deeply at home with people mm -hmm. who care about you and who are going to reach out and check on you and invite you to things. This is one of the most beautiful parts of Women's Circle is that people come together who were never friends before or maybe were floating in the same circle and never connected very deeply. And through the process of Women's Circle, really deep friendships are forged. And that for me is one of the most special parts of this work. I want to share a little bit more about myself and how I came to be facilitating Women's Circle. When I was just getting out of college, I was really struggling to make friends, as so many of us do outside of a school setting, and I felt really lonely, and I felt really hungry for deep connection with other people, and particularly other women. And so I was living in an area that had a, a couple of women's circles available for me to attend, and I was able to go to a few, and they inspired me so much to see people gathering and to be reflecting on topics that were really meaningful to me was a powerful experience. And I, I wasn't able to stay with those circles for very long, just through life and moving. And so when I landed in my next town where I was living, I 
felt like there was a calling for me to offer women's circle. And the place that I was, I was living down in California at the time, there were a couple sort of circle adjacent things happening, but nothing quite like what I was dreaming of and hoping for. And so I made my own. And one of the greatest uncertainties that I was holding during that time was coming into facilitation without feeling like I was qualified. And I really wanted to talk about that in this first episode because I think it can be one of the biggest obstacles. We are in a culture that really encourages us to get degrees and to get certifications and to have training, which is amazing. Yes, training is so wonderful. And also, there is not always training available for the work that your heart is called for. So I, at this time, had gathered all of the books and resources that I could to learn about Women's Circle. I was doing lots of research and really thinking deeply about what I wanted to create. And still, even though I was teaching myself and studying, I felt like I needed someone else to give me permission to be a facilitator and to hold community space. And I was really deep in this insecurity and this concern. And so I called one of the women that I had met through Circle and I was speaking with her about it. And she told me one of the most wonderful pieces of advice that I've received doing this work, which is that your own curiosity and your own desire to do this work and to have this offering is an initiation. You don't need someone to be there to certify you or to tell you that you're qualified. Having your heart in it and going into it with a clear intention for creating more love for the people around you, that is permission in itself. And you will be forged in the flames of facilitation because it is one of the greatest teachers simply by doing. So if you're listening and you're wondering how you can become quote-unquote qualified, try and take that piece of advice to heart. You are already qualified. You're already initiated because you have this desire and this passion in your heart for this work. I really needed to hear that advice and that recommendation, and it was such a gift for her to say those words to me because after that, I was able to go forward and say, okay, I am ready. I can do this even though I'm scared, even though I'm nervous, even though I didn't do any kind of program in order to teach me how to do this. I'm going to start. And so I did. I started facilitating Women's Circle in February of 2019. And of course, eventually we came into the pandemic times. So there was a time when my circle was not meeting anymore for for a period. But um, aside from that, I've pretty much consistently been running a Women's Circle since then. And 
when I was preparing for my very first circle, I was really nervous. And to be completely transparent, I still get nervous sometimes when I'm hosting. If there are new people there or if there's someone there that maybe I want to impress or to really inspire, I, I still feel nervous. And that is part of it. That is just part of this offering. And so when I was going into my first circle, even though I felt ready, I also was very worried and very self-conscious about if people would come, if they would like it. And it deeply felt like their experience was a reflection of how they felt about me. And one of my biggest practices with Women's Circle has been to realize that though this is like a really deep offering from my heart to other people's, whether or not they like it is not actually a reflection of whether or not they like me. Women's Circle is for a lot of people, but it's not for everybody. Not everybody likes it. Not everybody's ready for it. Not everybody wants to wants to be in this kind of dynamic with other people and that's completely fine and it's taken me all of these years so far to mostly get out of the mindset that people liking women's circle means that they will like me these are two separate things let's get into a little bit more about who women's circle is for so if you're trying to decide for yourself or if you are someone hoping to start a circle and you're looking around and wondering who should i invite i have been really pondering this question and here are a couple of the things that i've come up with women's circle is for you if you are longing to be in community, if you are excited and intrigued by the idea of reflecting in a group setting, if you are ready to deepen your relationship with other people in your community and maybe strangers, Women's Circle is for you if you are feeling lonely and like you really could use more support in your life. It's for you if you are someone who's ready to offer support and care and love to others. And it's for you if you have a deep desire to be in a meaningful friendship in a meaningful setting with others. These are all things that I think about in terms of how we're feeling in our hearts when we're coming to circle work like this. How are you feeling in your heart? What are you longing for? What are you dreaming about? And if you're dreaming about community and connection and laughter and play and vulnerability, then Women's Circle is going to be just right for you. And if any of these things scare you a little bit, Women's Circle is also just right for you. I think that the circle setting is such a wonderful and safe place to push a little bit at the edge of your comfort zone because these circles can be really uncomfortable. I have been in circles where I'm deeply uncomfortable 
not because people are acting in a way that is beyond my boundaries, that's never okay, but I'm uncomfortable because I'm looking at parts of myself that I've done a lot of work to keep in the shadows and to sit in vulnerability and transparency with other people is really scary. So you're brave for wanting to or for being curious about it. One of the other things that I think about when I'm inviting people to circle is if I come upon a person who, when I first think about them, I think, hmm, maybe not. They might think this is weird or they might judge me or they might not get it. Sometimes those are also the best people to invite because nothing is really lost by inviting the people that you think might be a little bit of a stretch because worst case scenario, they just decline and they don't come. And best case scenario, they do come and you get to really know them better and you get to forge a deeper relationship together. So if you are someone who is thinking about starting your circle and you're wondering who you should be inviting, of course, start with the easy people. But once you've made that list, broaden it out a little bit so that you can push your own comfort zone. This is another important lesson in facilitation is that not everybody who comes to your circle is going to make you feel completely comfortable. And there's a difference between comfort and safety. I do want everybody to feel really safe in circle. And it is also okay to be pushing your edge and inviting people that maybe you're a little bit nervous about. I'm not saying that you need to invite your worst enemy to your circle. That may be way too much. But I am saying maybe consider inviting that coworker or that friend of a friend who you don't totally click with, but they could maybe be into this. That's a really good place to start with your invitations. For my circle, I have an invitation list of about 25 people, uh, which seems really big, but at the end of the day, usually only 8 to 15 come. So it's nice to have a bigger, broader list so that you can have plenty of people to invite. And I'll get much more into the invitations and all of these logistics um, in episode two. So more on that later. Earlier in this episode, I mentioned community circle. So let's look at that. What I am mostly engaged in in my work is women's circle. So this is for women and also non-binary people. That's typically a discussion that I have one-on-one with people to see if it is a space they would be comfortable in. And for some folks who are non-binary, they really love a space like this. And for some people, they don't. And so it's worth having an open conversation with them to make sure that it is a place that they're going to feel comfortable in. For community circle, this is a circle that is open to all genders, and I do host community circles, and I really love them. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between community circle and women's circle, and why I've generally chosen to gender my work and have their, have, have a gender 
parameter for the circles that I hold. For me, I am personally really, really passionate about working with women. I love working with women. The sense of sisterhood and safety runs so deep for me. And while I also love sitting in circle with men, it does change the way I feel. There is not the same level of immediate trust and transparency when there are men attending. It, it's simply different. And a lot of women feel this way. There is so much value in having a gendered space because for women, I'll just speak for myself, for me, I have had not always easeful and safe relationships with men. And so being able to be in a space of people who have been safe for me is a huge gift. And that is one of the reasons that I really love to do women's work. I love the sisterhood. I love the safety. And also, I love my community circles. So one of the things that you can think about for yourself is whether or not a women's circle or a community circle or a men's circle is the right offering for you to have for your community. This is a deep internal process. You need to ask yourself that. Only you know what is the right thing for you to offer. This podcast can be used for any type of circle, whether you're running a women's circle, a community circle, or a men's circle. The prompts will very, very rarely be related to specifically gendered situations or anatomical situations. Uh, One theme that comes to mind that I have worked on with my women's circle is menstruation with the understanding in mind that not all women menstruate. So these are topics that I tend to offer by invitation. I'll let people know that this is going to be the topic before we dive in so that people who it doesn't connect to can opt out. That's one thing to consider if you're creating your own themes, if it is something like menstruation or birth that is really anatomy-based. Let your participants decide whether or not they want to participate in that kind of thing. Other than that, very rarely do I have a topic that can't be applied to everybody. That being said, I decided to stick with Women's Circle podcast for this offering because my work is primarily with women. I'm really interested in connecting with women and building community more broadly with other women. And that is my personal focus. So you can take that knowing that this format and these activities can absolutely be applied to people of all gender identities. I hope this episode has gotten us off to a good start understanding what Women's Circle is and who it's for, and you've gotten to know me a little bit better throughout the episodes. I'll be sharing more about myself and my personal practices, and again, I'm so grateful. It warms my heart. It gives me butterflies. It puts a smile on my face to know that friends and family and strangers who will soon be friends to me are listening to this podcast 
So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the very first episode. I am available on Instagram at the Women's Circle Podcast. If you have any questions, if you want to connect, please send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you. Thank you again and have a wonderful, wonderful day. This has been the Women's Circle Podcast with Leela Strong. To connect, you can find me on Instagram at the Women's Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating and reviewing. This will help get the show out to all the wonderful people in need of connection and community. Until next time, may you find magic all around.